Well, good Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the podcast for this week for St. Andrew's Community Church. Uh, we are glad to have you here. And by we, not just me, not just Bonnie, not just Josh, but the man who's twisting buttons and making sure we sound good. I'm still waiting for the uh, good-looking Botox filter that gets rid of my wrinkles. Good but, luck with that. You know, I ask for miracles sometimes. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, you're asking for miracles. I'm not the miracle <laughs> worker. I, I think he I'll meant work for, for the him. filter, not just for this. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we just got through the Thanksgiving holiday, and we had a good time Sunday. Uh, before we go any further, though, uh, Josh, perhaps <laughs> you should help us understand this week's bobbleheads. Yeah, so Advent is kicking off. The first week, uh, first Sunday of Advent is this Sunday. Our Advent study started yesterday. Hopefully you have the booklet or you're online and you're reading along with us. And if you know, uh, if you have been doing that, you know this Sunday is hope. We're talking hope. about remaining hopeful. hopeful. And we might have an opportunity to talk a little bit about that at, towards the end of yeah, today's podcast. Remain expectant, right, and this week we, is hope. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I thought, what better way for me in my life, when I think about the Thunder, uh, but players like Shea and uh, Josh Giddy are giving – all Thunder fans, all kinds of hope with the way they're playing this season. I don't have a, yeah. a bobblehead of Chet or any of the other guys. They don't have those bobbleheads out yet. But So they kind of represent the, the hope that I have in the Thunder getting back to what they were back when Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook Back in were. 2012 when they were in the yeah. NBA Finals. Now, now Giddy, I see, is wearing his road uniform blues. I'm, I'm trying to remember, is that the alternate white or is that his all-start white? On no, Shea. that that would be their alternate jersey from yeah a, a few couple years, years ago. ago. I love yep. those. I thought those were great jersey. And and Bonnie, how yes. are you today? I'm I'm doing great. I don't have any bobbleheads. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just slap Josh on back of the head and see yeah. what. There we go. Thanks. All right. I should have brought a third for DA. No, I'm I'm good. So uh, friends, we have we have a lot of fun here, and I, I'm. I appreciate every week y'all tuning in. We're we're actually finishing up. We finished up this last Sunday a twelve week series. That just sounds enormous for a length of time for a series. Yeah, last week whenever I was talking about that and I was thinking back to it, you know, when we started this series, it was the thirtieth birthday party. September tenth okay. or whatever day uh, that was. Seventeenth or something, yeah. Maybe and, it was the 10th. uh you know, it was ninety something. I was degrees. gonna say hundred degrees outside. Yeah. I didn't have any hair. I was still shaving my head in that, that so <laughs> this is growth since so then. So this is a winter cut. This is a twelve week growth right here. <laughs> I do not believe that. I believe that's about a twelve day growth, maybe. <laughs> He's grown that much since we started the, the series, <laughs> I guess. But so the Apostles' Creed. It's, a, it's been a long series. It's been a long but series. Great. I'll be honest with you. The the feedback that we have gotten on this, just the understanding. It, it, and one of the things I have learned in ministry is sometimes people don't care if you tell them what they already know because it strengthens the foundation upon which we built. And I think that's what this series did. That's why we called it Remain Grounded, that we stay rooted in the faith. And the, the creed goes from uh, God as creator to Life everlasting. It, it covers the span, really, of uh, life, but it doesn't answer all the questions. That you know, the Apostles' Creed it, it gives us the important stuff, but it doesn't talk about things we believe. It doesn't talk about baptism. Yeah, how or, you should baptize, when you should baptize. It doesn't talk about communion and right. whether it's intinction or 
you know, all the things that we, that denominations and churches argue over, whether Jesus is in the blood and the bread, or Jesus is the bread or the blood, or, or Jesus just a reminder, as the bread or the blood, yeah. or just a memory. I mean, all the various things. It doesn't get into those nitty gritty things, but what it does, yeah, that's, talk, that's a Nacho Libre <laughs> reference right there, the nitty gritty. Um, but it does get into the core foundational truths that should unite all Christians, that as a follower of right. Christ, these are the, the statements that we hang our faith on. Right. And I'm all, you know, in, in my experience, I have always talked to people who grew up in Methodist churches and they would say, you know, I, I just don't even know what we believe. It seems like my friends that go to other churches know what they believe. And I said, what do you mean? We say it every Sunday. I believe in God, the you know, whether it's that creed or the Nicene creed, uh, it, it is the foundation of our faith. The other things, maybe those are less essential or even non-essential. Doesn't mean they're not important. Just means that's not what we hang our hat on. That's part of the place where we believe different things about baptism or Lord's Supper or whether you should wear a robe or whether you should sing from a hymnal. Those those things are important to the identity of a congregation, but not the capital C of the, the church. So. As, uh, as you were preparing for your sermon this last Sunday, was there anything that was surprising to you, that was new, that was fresh to you as you were thinking about this last segment of the Apostles' Creed? And I mean, it's a it's a really important one, and, and you talk about it, it talks about it in the book, you talked about it Sunday, the connection, the direct connection to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, is is evident, but what was there anything that for you as you were reading and studying? You know, it's really interesting that you would ask that because the answer is yes. Uh, I've, I've mentioned before that I had preached on the Apostles' Creed right. before several years ago, and it was during Lent, and we timed it so that Easter Sunday was, I believe, in the resurrection. Yeah. That's good, and and so that worked well. But this time, when just studying, it's like when we say I believe in the resurrection, we've already confess that we believe that the right. third day he rose from the dead. This is not about Jesus' resurrection. This is about the resurrection promised to us right. at the end of their life, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. And and I had never really just connected that before. Yeah. And so that, that was meaningful to me. How, how about y'all? Anything new as, as you read the book? Yeah, I think for me the biggest thing, and I want to read this segment, and, and just because uh, – I don't think it's how we typically think of heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. Or how it's traditionally thought of the afterlife, per se. Um, and, riding on a cloud like he was yeah, talking about and, on Sunday. Yeah, and take your harp lessons, the people. Reality, the reality is, is like God's working to make things new. Right. Uh, back yeah. to the creation. Back right. Back to mm -hmm. the garden. Back to before the fall. But instead um, of a garden, it's a big yeah. city. New heaven. Yeah. New earth. Right. New body, yeah. yeah. So, so, so this 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 uh, paragraph from the book uh, really really stood out to me, and I just wrote, I did a star and, and wrote wow next to it because of how he describes it and, and what he says. So, and, and, and I'm looking in your book and I'm thinking, I think I starred the same thing, but I don't remember <laughs> what it said. <laughs> yeah, but did you write wow? I didn't do. I, I may have just written wow. I may yeah. not have starred. If, if you can see, we'll I'm compare a, notes. I'm a very active. <laughs> reader. My Bible looks like this. Books that I read look like this because it, it's not because I'm holy. It's not because I'm more spiritual. It's because I don't remember anything yeah. if I'm not active in it in writing and highlighting. And so uh, I do this. Why are you, what are you doing? If, if you book? turn it this way, it says mom. Yeah, but it, I wrote wow. <laughs> 
was like, I can't read upside down. I can barely I read right it. side up. Um, so, so I'm wow making us. myself giggle. Yeah, okay. so this is Sorry. what really stood out to me that I just absolutely loved. It's on page 74 at the bottom. Also, the word life here, and talking about life everlasting, uh-huh. does not mean merely that we continue to exist. Rather, life means that we experience the fullness of the original purpose of our creation, going back to creation, back Mm -hmm. to the garden. In the new creation, we will be engaged in all kinds of industrious work, projects, inventions, and building that we are involved with here. You don't think about that. Like, I don't think about there being work and inventions and projects in heaven like that's just not something that we think about most people Um, talk about or think about it's like it's an extra retirement right resting on your lord or something like that. in the new creation we'll be engaged in in all those things but without the presence of sin so imagine life without the presence of sin and that's what he's describing here indeed this is the great transforming fact about the new creation it is not a spirit type existence like you talked about where we endlessly sit endlessly on a cloud with wings of an angel or stand forever in a worship service. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in some great worship services that I feel like I could stay there forever. Right. And I've been in some where I didn't really connect. Couldn't wait for it to get over. Yeah. And so <laughs> for some, the thought of that being heaven is just an endless worship service sounds more like hell than heaven for some, right? Right. Um, and so we get these images that we make, uh, but he goes on, um, rather we should see that all of life becomes an act of worship. And the absence of sin completely transforms the very nature of life and work. We will be unleashed into endless creativity and deeper discoveries about God's creation. For all eternity will be brought deeper and deeper into the full glory and mystery of the Trinity and his self-revelation. And then he goes on to talk about we will learn to love him um, and and one another in deeper ways. And I just love that picture, that image of heaven because it's so different than what the traditional thought is and the things that you see on movies and, and all that. It's so different. And I just absolutely love how he presents that. And it really is getting back to in the beginning, right? Before sin entered the picture, God's working to get things back to what he initially Mm -hmm. intended. Can you imagine life without sin? Man, that would be fantastic. Incredible. I I would really like that life to come. You know, I, <laughs> I, I asked that question because, you know, he, he talks about that. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, could I imagine life without sin? Yeah. Because there's so much we struggle with. Yeah. yeah. We don't that, even I mean, realize Individually, yeah. the own sin in my life, corporately, the sin that we have all around us in society. Like, yeah, it, it's a completely different image of creation than what God intended and in, in what we currently have. Like, God intended for there to be no sin. He, that was... We were created to be in fellowship with him, and sin obviously uh, marred the image of Christ, of God in us. Right. And he's been working the, for thousands of years now to restore that image, to restore creation back to that. And so, um, I don't know, I just, I loved that. And so I wanted to, to share that because I thought it was such a powerful line or segment of this chapter this week and it's a really it is it's a really powerful and you're right it's a really different image than what you see um broadcasted in the world yeah i don't think about work being in heaven no no but i've I've heard people talk about that before i'm like that doesn't sound like heaven at all inventions like inventions and i mean it's just i don't know it it's just way different it's kind of cool even even to the the concept of like your soul like i i remember learning about this 
at some point. Um, I mean, it, it, I think we were, you know, it was probably like 2014, 2015, something like that. So it was not very far from now, right? Um, but I, I remember hearing this thing, like getting really angry. Like uh, the idea of a resurrection body made me really mad because I'm like, no, 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 we are a soul and our soul will go up to heaven. And, and, and it's like, no. No, like that's, there's more to it than Mm -hmm. that. So this, uh, it's, it's very, it's very different than what is taught in the world. Like the, I think of like the Disney movie Soul, where you see um, a whole bunch of people, like, and they're not really people, they're bodies that are up there. And then they send the souls down and all of that. And, and for some reason, that's what I had in my brain. Like, this is Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. And I've been a Christian for a good while at this time. I've been to like, I've been, I've been, gotten a religion degree at, 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 I was, you, I've done all this. They didn't tell us anything about heaven back then. (laughs) And so like that, it was, it, I just made me really mad because I thought I knew I thought I knew and then I realized well you don't really know because it's even better than what you thought um Mm -hmm. and so that that idea and the 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 concept of soul that we hear so much about is actually like a Greek idea instead of suke yeah uh instead of the the Hebrew idea of the the nefesh and which um on the Bible project they talk about how um we are not a body with a soul we are a soul that is a body i believe it was like we are we are um a soul instead of just like there's just this extra like gooey well, part even, of us the even our understanding is body mind spirit it's all yeah even our own understanding of body and mind and soul and heart and those things now in our own context is so different than their understanding of it yeah and a lot of it, but it, a lot of it's influenced by that that Greek train of thought of, yeah. and it's just been kind of pulled into, into I mean even into Christianity in some ways. So, so. friends, we if you have questions, we always yeah. want you to send in questions. We <laughs> send this every week because no, I had a crazy question that I'm uh-huh. going to throw out there, yeah. and by crazy, it, it's fair t- to laugh at the question, not at me for asking it. I might laugh at both. You probably will. <laughs> <laughs> so. Taking creation back, or, or taking humanity back to where it was, although it won't probably be the same. It's going to be new, right. having new earth. So, in this new body, I can already, I see it on his face. This is going to be a crazy question. You know, will we be naked and unashamed? <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. my mind is thinking Adam yeah. and Eve were naked, but they were not ashamed, and we're going to get a new body. I mean, this body, oh, woo. Yeah. Don't, don't wish that on anybody. I, I would say because the presence of sin is sin is not present that I don't like it won't matter. I don't think that, it'll that, matter that's actually all, yeah. my answer. It, it it doesn't matter. It's just a, again a crazy question yeah. that whether I do sometimes have that junior high right, mentality right. that comes. Well, I could I could see it in your eyes. I was like, so, a doozy is on its way. I don't know what he's about to ask, but well, I can just tell. Here's the thought: we have a very creative God who is a creator, right? And clothing is a like creating clothing is a is an art process it's an art for some people mm-hmm. so i think that there will probably There's be clothing a, there, there will be invention that, yeah there will be invention <laughs> well, and there will be that's people who part of why i'm so excited this, about this picture of heaven is because bonnie can tell you this we were on vacation last week and if i don't have something to do <laughs> i get bored very, very quickly, fast yeah. very fast and so the idea of there not being something to do yeah. 
is just like I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna love it, whatever. But like, uh, but this where there's inventions and work, and I don't. I'm drawn to that because there's I'm, purpose. I yeah, I, I am someone who right or wrong, good or bad, at times finds my purpose in the things I'm doing. Exactly. And I don't. I don't know that that's always a good thing. You know, it means at times I struggle just sitting and being present. Um, but I find purpose in those things, like you said. And so that image is why I'm so drawn to it because I'm like, yes, this sounds, this sounds exciting. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And of course I'm sitting here thinking of the other crazy questions. Like, so if I have a tattoo, will that be on my resurrection right. body? Well, the question I think of is, will we recognize one another? You know, the, the disciples didn't recognize Jesus when he comes to them on the road to Emmaus and other parts in scripture, right. yeah. they didn't recognize him. And so will we even recognize one another? Is, but they is, recognize, once they recognize, they recognized him because of, of who he was and what he did. Right. Um, and so maybe that goes back to that whole soul thing. Like they re, they recognize I don't know. his, his ness, his, well, his Jesus-ness. You know, <laughs> even for Thomas though. So, so here's a good question. Cause I, I spent a lot of time, obviously, to prove a point, but to keep people's attention and focus during the sermon, it's like, you know, at some point there's something about our bodies all of us wish we could change. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a good thick head of hair. You can grow facial hair anytime you want. Those are not things I have. And there's parts of me that say, man, I wish my hair was thicker. I wish my hairline was different. I wish I could grow a better beard. <laughs> but I certainly don't miss having to shave all the time and do yeah. those things that you would have to do. The disciples, you know, Thomas, here, you want to see the holes in my hands? Yeah. Here they are. So that did, I mean, our bodies are going to be new. I'm not going to have pain. I'm not going to have sickness. Yeah. Uh, are are you comfortable with that? Are you, are you comfortable with the idea that we don't know all the details about resurrection body? Are you comfortable with the idea that we really don't know all the details about life everlasting? Because I'm very comfortable with that. Yeah, I am. And, and honestly, it's and I think you may have even mentioned this Sunday as I was watching back on the sermon. It's not something I spend a ton of time thinking. It's about. really not. Um, and so, in some I do. ways, is that weird? <laughs> no. In some ways, I feel I. Whenever people ask questions and we have these conversations, I feel like, well, I'm not really the one to share on this because I've not done a ton of reading on it, um, other than this and a few things in seminary. I don't right. spend much time thinking about it at all, um, and so I almost feel at times like. Uh, I don't really have much to contribute to the conversation because I'm not, I don't think about it a ton, but what about, I know you, it is something that no, you think I've, about. I've thought about it a lot. Cause I, I, I mean, and obviously I'm, I, this is just my opinions, my thoughts, but I, I really think that, you know, when Jesus came in his resurrected body, that that's a vision of what is to come for us. And we see Jesus there and he's like, feel this and feel that. And so, um, so our scars may not go away. They may not, but Jesus ate. He was like, um, he was hungry. That's so my kind of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so that, I, I, I just think that that, that, and obviously that's not anything that is, you're going to find in, in scripture or, or anything that's one of those things that is in the apostles creed is, well, Jesus's body is going to be our body or whatever. Like that's, yeah. that's not one of those things, but that's the way I, I think about it. And I envision it in the future. And, um, but this is one of those things that you hear people when they're thinking about, you know, planning funerals specifically, people bring these things up because they ask yeah. the question of, well, if I'm, uh, burned alive, Am I still going to be able to come yeah. back? Yeah. As a as a in the resurrection, and right. you're like, 
Yeah, because God is God. <laughs> yeah. But so it's a good question. It's a th- great question. These are some of the good questions, and this is why I am comfortable with not knowing. I, I was yeah. thinking about this when we were getting ready. If we knew all the details of heaven, what would happen? Well, no, I think one thing is, man, we couldn't wait to get there, yeah. you know, yeah. which is dangerous. Yeah. You know, yeah, if, if, if my life is miserable, but I'm promised all this in heaven, why do I want to be here? Paul addresses that in Scripture. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord, but it's better for you that I stay here. So right. I just I want to put that out there. I'm not suggesting well, get there in a hurry. And also, like, this life, like, right now matters. Yeah. Yes. Like, if it didn't matter, then the moment you gave your life to Christ, boom, you you move on. Yeah. yeah. Right? But but God has something for us, the church, right here and now that's incredibly important. And so as great as whatever is next for us, yeah. as great as that is, it doesn't um, eliminate the importance of what God has in store for us right now. Like God wants us to experience this life now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why he is at work in our lives through grace. And we talk about prevenient and justifying and sanctifying grace and God producing righteousness in us and us as the church working to eliminate sin in the world and bring heaven to earth and, and all of those things and, and sharing the love of Christ with others so that they can then be in a relationship with Jesus. Like right now matters. It's incredibly important. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if we knew all of those details and, and then we begin to think, well, does this really matter? I'm just ready for that. Yeah. We miss out on what God has for us right now. Well, I think the other, another possibility is if I know all the details, what happens if I don't like that? Yeah. I mean, when we talk about the Christian life, you know, there are people like, oh, I had a good friend. He, he gave his life to Christ, but he said, the only reason I don't want to be a Christian is because I don't want to give up sex. And, and he knew that Scripture called us to a sexual purity. Yeah. And, you know, so if I say, well, this is what heaven's like. Oh, man, I don't want any. I, I, I right. think people could have that negative reaction. One thing I don't want us to overlook, um, the, the question you ask when you preach on, you know, crucified, dead, buried, you know, why does it matter? And one of the things that I find comforting in this creed is why does it matter that there's resurrection of body and the life everlasting? That is a promise of God that gives people tremendous comfort. Well, I would I would say this is the greatest transition ever. <laughs> hope. Yeah. It gives people hope. This is hope. Well, and, and it, it really is. And that's the, the, the first hope thing of our we're salvation. heading into in Advent. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and the scripture that comes to my mind, I think I said it in one service, but not the other. I believe it's first John three, two. It says, you know, we have this hope that we will see him, meaning Jesus. When we see him, we will be like him. Yeah. For we shall see him as he is. And those who have this hope purify themselves as Christ himself is pure. Yeah, and, and one of the things, if, if you're reading in the Advent book, um, and if you've watched the, a couple of videos that I've posted this week on our readings, hope Which is... Which, if you don't have the book, you can find it on the website. Yeah, website. Uh, I think Facebook. Jeff's working on putting it on the app. Yeah. Facebook will post every day, um, and then we still have copies here at the church. Um, but in thinking about hope, hope is trusting God. Hope is a choice. Mm-hmm. But also, it's it's the choice to look beyond our circumstances. So when life is hard, when we are going through seasons that are difficult, that are incredibly hard, 
Um, the hope is being able to look beyond those circumstances and trusting in who God is and who, what he's promised mm-hmm. and what God has for us, not only later in life, beyond life, but right now. Um, and so, um, you know, today, uh, today's reading is on Genesis 8 and, and Noah it was waiting and waiting, waiting. and waiting. And, and it just got me thinking, like, how often are we praying for and asking for things that we just feel like we're waiting, not just days, not just weeks, not just months, like in Noah's case, but for some, some have waited years and years for the things that they're asking. And, yeah. and, and continuing to hold on to that hope in Christ is so incredibly important. And, and this, for sure, resurrection of the body and life everlasting, gives us incredible hope as believers. Yeah. There's a really another cool transition into the from from this series into the next one, um, and it doesn't really have to do with hope, but it has to do with joy. <laughs> um, but did you know She's that? Ahead of herself well, here. did you know that the song "Joy to the World" is actually about the second coming, and about the the, the yeah what is going to happen? So it's, he he rules the world with truth which, and yeah, grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Re- really, right? the, so, the whole season of Advent is about. Him it's coming. not just about the birth of no. Christ, it's about the return of Christ. It's about the return right. of Christ. And so that's that it, it does tie in really nicely when you think yeah. about that. I love that. Yeah, How cool. Good you job, know, it, it's funny. <laughs> it, it, if you want to know, if, if those of you watching, listening, want to know what is one of the biggest challenges that I embrace and I actually love, and I bet y'all do too, uh-huh. is there are certain seasons of the year we're telling the same thing we tell every year. Mm-hmm. But we have to find a new and creative way to share it. Yeah. You know, uh, every year when we're doing either Easter or Christmas, it's like, Easter, hey, he was dead. He ain't dead no more. Isn't that yeah. good news? <laughs> you know, but how do you tell that story and how do you live that story? Jesus was born. He gives us hope and he gives us joy. He gives our peace. He gives us, you know, every good thing because he is love. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I love telling the story. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday, December 3rd, not miss Sunday, December 3rd. It is, uh, it's going to be a great day in the life of St. Andrews. Fun day. Fun fun day. day. We've got uh, Christmas attire Sunday. Sunday. I have seen what DA has purchased for this Sunday. And I have seen what Joss has purchased for this Sunday. You don't want to just experience this (laughs) from a camera. So if you, if you can be here in person this Sunday, please join us. Now I understand there are those that can't. For whatever reason, live too far, health, whatever, and and we are so glad that because of technology, you can join us online. Uh, but this is going to be a great day for in-person worship, Christmas attire. Bust out your cri- best Christmas attire that you have. Serious attire, funny attire, ugly attire. Yeah, bring it all. Uh, Do you have something? Did you? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> She's still working on it. <laughs> still- if you've got suggestions, I please bought, let me know. I was so excited for this Sunday. I got mine on Amazon a couple I, weeks ago. I was impressed with yours. Did you like your, it? Yours is serious. Mine's... Yours is a little more fun. Fun? Yeah. That, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah my wife said ugly, but I thought fun. <laughs> but that's this Sunday, uh, a big day planned, Communion Sunday. Communion Sunday. So we will share in communion together. And then we've got an incredible surprise for everyone. 
right after the 1030 worship service. Um, all kinds of great stuff. Yeah. We want it to be a surprise. We want to tease a little bit because we want you here. We don't want you to miss out. No. And so I don't know what you do our, or don't want to share. Well, our our theme, I mean, for the for the series for the end of the remain year expected. is remain expectant. So yeah. we want you guys to remain expectant, and we don't want to give away the entire surprise. But here is what I want. One thing I want to tell you. I'm gonna I give just say, a little bit. Stretch this out, Jeff. Get ready. A little to bit give of a surprise. surprise. Okay. So here's my my surprise. We've cooked something up, and there might be food, and there might be trucks. I'm all about food. <laughs> I'm all about, will there be music? There might be music. And for the and trucks, you know. might want to have some money for... Some funds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, We've got a lot of but things. But that's planned. not all. That's not all. There's not just. Wow, that's really loud. There we go. It's it, snowing. It might snow. It might snow. It's lovely. Might have some snow, even though the weather is gonna be incredible Sunday. Be some food. Uh, all kinds of other great things. A great Sunday to invite a friend that someone has said, you know, gosh, I, you know, I'd like to do something. Bring them Sunday. If you come to the nine o'clock service, which we have nine and ten thirty, if you come at nine, we encourage you to to maybe go to Sunday school at 10.30 and then uh, come out for the fun or uh, you go get some food, come you know, eat, drink, you know, coffee, whatever, but come back after the 10.30 service right at around 11.30, a little after. It's going to be a great celebration for kick, a kickoff of Advent. Absolutely. I would think if there's food that uh, by coming to the 9 o'clock service and then just getting back about, 11.30, you get in line first if there's food. Yeah you, yeah. yeah, you could do that. If you were really trying to plan things out well, you could be the first in line that way. Well, all this talk about food, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, too. Let's uh, sign out and let's go to lunch. Friends, thank you so much thank for you. tuning in. God bless, and I do hope we see you on Sunday.